previously on the Simply Human podcast. Uh, a couple years after uh, I left Canada, there hey, was wait, this inc- no, you were kicked out of Canada. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, they that's kicked right. you out for I- talking bad about sugar. <laughs> I was totally kicked out of Canada by myself and my husband. So it's episode 179 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we have Nagina Abdullah. I said that right. We've already verified it. I'm very proud of myself. Nagin Abdullah is a health coach for ambitious women and founder of the website MasalaBody.com. We have an exciting uh, surprise for Simply Human listeners at the end of the interview regarding MasalaBody.com. She teaches ambitious women how to make tiny changes in their daily eating choices for big weight loss that stays off. Nagin has helped over 500 women lose up to 40 pounds using your methods of tiny changes, adding uh, anti-inflammatory spices for health benefits, increased weight loss and flavor. Nagin has been featured in Business Insider, People.com. Hmm? Huffington Post, and on Fox News. She has a degree from UC Berkeley. How about that? In molecular and cell biology. Wow. She's like a genius. <laughs> yeah, she's very smart. And, and uh, now I feel real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we just uh, interviewed Nagina, and she is great. Yeah, this is a really, really good interview. Yeah. I'm su- I enjoyed her very thoroughly. Super excited. So we're going to get to that in just a second. Rick, uh, the Tournament of Champions, which I've talked to you about, uh, on occasion, I think we've talked about I, it on this show. I believe you've referenced, refer, oh my gosh, referenced it, referenced yeah. it on the show before. It's uh, we we rent out a, a cabin, big huge cabin at Lake Whitney, and down in the kind of central part of Texas near Waco. And we uh, there's there's between sixteen and twenty two guys. It's been like twenty to twenty two the last few years. Twenty two guys this year. We we draw uh, teams. There's two teams. Two people to a team so there's 11 teams this year and this is the 10th one this is toc 10 tournament of champions toc toc 10 and i drew a guy named zeb who's been on the show blake's brother-in-law blake uh, uh simply human that's true zeb's been on the show I, I drew zeb and rick i brought it home baby congratulations we won zeb and i are the toc 10 champions it's the first time in like Blake has won five of the last six of these. So, like, because he's uh, 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 like a built like a well, that's not what I wanted to say. He's carved like he's carved out of stone. Yeah, yeah, and he's a great like we do sporting clays, and he'll shoot in the eighties out of out of a hundred. Like it's really he's a really good uh, sporting clay shooter. You use a shotgun, and then he's he always wins ping pong. Like he's a great ping pong player. He's six four, so he can put these. He's just big and has a lot of leverage and can just smash the ball. He almost beat me with a frying pan. Seriously, <laughs> I beat him twenty one to nineteen, and he was playing with like a like a frying pan. That's and I have a video of that. I'll show you if you would like to, me to show you. And then we do washers, and he's a good washer thrower. And long story short, Zeb and I needed to get third place or higher in washers and we needed Blake and his partner to lose early and we beat them and they lost in the losers bracket and then we got third and we won and I took the plaque today to get my name and Zeb's name engraved on it there's an actual plaque oh yeah it's a big deal and like the, the like you get your name on the plaque but you have to pay for it so it's like oh I won what's your reward oh I have to pay ten dollars now to uh, <laughs> to get my name on the plaque who keeps the plaque? Uh, who, like the winner. The like, so Blake's had it in his house for like the last five years, you know. And uh, and he, like, it's such like a small deal to him 
that he took the plaque to get his name engraved on it like on Thursday of last <laughs> weekend, right? So like he it, 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 like his name was on it for like two days before the next one, right? I took it today. It's Monday, the day after. I was going to say, I, I was gonna say it's probably done. Yeah, on I took it today and I work like Zev and I, I want to take like go to like to take have like professional portraits made. You know, That's and like, right. and Let's do like a framed picture and the whole thing. Um, <laughs> so we won. There was something else I was going to tell you. Um, maybe it was a story that my mom just told. We just had dinner at my house, and my mom went on this big, long story about how this woman like called her phone. It's kind of like the, hey, is Steve there kind of deal? But it was like, <laughs> yeah. but it was an actual, hey, is such and such there? And she was like, no, this is such and such. And then they start talking, right? Like normally, like I don't even say, if it's a number I don't understand, like I don't even, or I don't, I don't recognize, I don't even answer it. Well, then if it's like, hey, is Jim there? I'm like, yeah, no, wrong number. And then just hang up, right? Well, it's like my mom, and pr- it sounded like maybe a lady, like her age. And so they start talking <laughs> and they get into an argument <laughs> What? About like, you call my number. No, I didn't call you. Oh, man. Dude, okay, so yeah. there's a scam going around <laughs> right now where you'll get a phone call with like, uh, and especially going around in Dallas, you'll get a f- phone call on like your cell with the same area code and the same uh, prefix, the same first three digits. That's what it was. And uh, like the other end, uh, I had this back and forth with somebody a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they got a call from my number, but it wasn't right. me. You know, it's what she said. Back, and she I was said sitting it was at f- my desk. It was the first like six digits. Good, I was sitting at my desk for like a good solid five minutes. My phone's right in front of me. I never picked it up, and all of a sudden it rings. I was like, hello? It was like, uh, yeah, I had a missed call from this number. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I, I called you. He's like, oh, you did call me. And I was like, I did not call you. And he's like, who is this? And I was like, this is Detective Bentley with the police department. How's it going? And he was like, uh, and I hung up, and I was like, that was really strange. Really? So what are they trying to do there? I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I have. Well, I don't so, know what the end game is. Well, so listen. So it's <laughs> so funny. So she's like going back and forth. Same thing. You called me. No, I didn't call you. She's like, I have a screenshot to prove it. My mom was like, well, can you send it to me? And the lady was like, how dare you ask me to send you a screenshot? And it was like, it was her idea. You know, and then she, and then and then the lady said, where are you or something? Where are you right now? And my mom was like, well, I'm not, I don't feel very comfortable uh, giving you that information. Maybe they're trying to figure out, I don't know, what the scam was. But listen, so here's the funny part. So they had this big argument, and she's telling me the story, and I'm laughing and all that stuff. And Jen's at the table, too, and we're laughing. That I'm like, that she's even engaging someone like this, like, so for so long. It's like, she's just like, the story's going on and on. Well, she hangs up, <laughs> and she was, she was going to, like, to the, to the, like, I guess it started with, like, a phone message that this number had left her. And so she went to try to play the phone message and, and accidentally called the lady back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like sitting there at dinner, like the response starts ringing. She was like, oh no. It's like, it's like hang up on it. Like, mom, you just called her back. This lady's going to answer all mad. But uh, yeah, I will tell her that that is a, uh, that's some sort of scam. Huh? Yeah, that's the thing. So when you see on your phone, someone calls you from same area code, same first three digits, huh. just don't even answer the right, phone. Right. Just save yourself the, the back and forth. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, by the way, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, I am. I'm not exaggerating. I had three straight nights with at least a cameo appearance in my dreams of a rattlesnake. Oh my gosh! 
promise you. And like the second night, it was so frightening. I sat straight up in bed <laughs> and get out your bleeping tool. I was like in the middle of the night and this happened and I was like, oh, you, Mark, like shaking my fist at the heavens. Were you sleeping outside? No. Well, then wouldn't it just be shaking your fist at the ceiling? Well, I guess it's true, but. You know what? Uh, speaking of ceilings, I'm not sure if my ceiling is the best ceiling, but it's up there. What does that mean? What? What? I'm not sure my ceiling is the best ceiling, but it's but it's up there. Oh, stop! Don't, don't, no, 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 stop. Okay. No. All right. Well, we better get, we better get to our interview with Nagina, and here she is. Oh, I think we did it. Rick, Hello. Is it Nag- Hello. Nagina? Yes, how are you? You got it right. Well, I asked wow. for a phonetic spelling, Rick. Don't get don't get too impressed. <laughs> that was so smart of you. Thank you for asking. I, I can tell you're very prepared. That's amazing. Almost no one gets my name right, so that's a pretty big thing. Well, you know, I uh, I really fancy myself a prepared person, so that's how that works. Hey, while while we're doing things, let's do. Are you recording, right, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we do a thing, and this is very weird, and I don't even know how it started, but uh, where Mark and I attempt to guess the birthday of everyone that's on our show, and the rules are that each of us get two guesses, and you can only respond with yes or no. Okay, is it based on, like, astrological sign? Do you, is there something you can tell so about it is, the- <laughs> I- it is literally just a one out of 365 no. uh, odds. No, and I actually nailed it one time completely uh, like above board. That's, so we're trying to see if we can do it a second time. That's Rick's strategy. I uh, am a Zodiac sign uh, expert. And in the 30 seconds that we've talked, I have a, I have a pretty good idea. So Okay. <clears throat> Amazing. I, I defer to you. You may have the honor. Uh, I'm going to go uh, July 2nd. No. Ooh. I was going to go with something in July, but I'm going to go November nope. 9th. Not November. No, but Not. July. No, 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 you can't do anything. <laughs> oh. Hold on. Hold on. I got, a, I, got a hint. I got a hint out of there. Uh, she was gonna say she was gonna say July was close. That's what she was gonna say. So I'm gonna go June 29th. No. Hang on, get Rick a last guess. I'm gonna go to December and say December nope. 14th. No. What is it? It's. I really want to say things. Oh my God! The July was so close. It's July fifteenth. Oh, I, you're a cancer. I know you're a cancer. I. I you said, could tell I was a cancer imme- right away. Imme- oh my God! Immediately. Well done, Mark. That's well why done. I guessed both in cancer. Wow, that is hmm. impressive. And I am like a straight. Like I'm a very. Yes. I am a cancer. A yes. true cancer. You know how? You know what? It takes one to know one. Oh, so you you are too. I hate that though. I don't want to be cancer. Can I be something else? <laughs> I don't. So emotional. Well, I don't, that's what that's what I feel. Like I don't want to be. I don't want to be my worst fear. Like that's like uh, that's like Rick. That's like Rick being a. Oh, what's your sign? Oh, I'm I'm a shark. I'm a great white shark. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I'm a. Oh, what are you? Oh, I'm falling from a, a hundred story building. That's my sign. 
<laughs> like that's terrible. Okay, so again, we've already introduced you in the intro, which is what you do in the intro. But um, so let's talk. Uh, what is your uh, Rick? You don't probably don't know this, but she's been featured on uh, People dot com. That sounds a very generic website, doesn't it? People dot com. It's like the <laughs> it's like the human the human fund. I, I, have, I have been featured on person.org yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and HuffPost Rick and Fox News so tell us where you're from what's your story how did you get to where you are today definitely so I am I'm originally from the Bay Area and from Sacramento in California I dreamed my whole life of moving to New York so that's what I did oh. right after college I moved to New York and I live in New Jersey now I live very close to New York um and I actually struggled my whole life to just be fit and to have the body that I wanted to. I played sports. I was athletic. Um, but I just never could quite grasp getting control over just like being able to craft my body like I wanted to. And so it actually escalated after I moved to New York. Um, I started working in a very demanding job. I was um, traveling all over, jumping on trains and jumping on and getting into planes um, because I was a management consultant in New York. And as I was having that job, I also got pregnant. um, And then I had another child as well. So I had two kids. Um, I was married, but I had a very demanding job. And after that, it's just like my weight went up even more as, as naturally would. And I felt like I was in this place that I was out of control. I was, I was out of control of my body. I didn't know what to do. I had struggled my whole life already to keep my weight down. And on top of it, now I had extra baby weight and a job that was just not allowing me to spend the time that I feel that I, that I needed, that I felt that I needed. So what I did is I decided I needed to make a change because one day I was sitting in my um, family room. My two young kids were crying. They didn't want to go anywhere or they, they wanted to go outside. I didn't want to go anywhere because I was so tired and my body was just in pain. Um, I had I had an extra 20 pounds on my body from pregnancy. And so after um, while while watching them, I just thought like, what kind of person am I going to be? Like, I don't even want to take my kids out to the park. What about when they're six years old? I'm not going to want to run in a 5K with them. I'm not going to want to go hiking. I can't live like this. I can't do this anymore. Um, and plus, I was I wanted my clothes to fit me. I just wanted to feel good about myself. And so I decided I wanted to lose the weight. I didn't have time to exercise um, the way that I had heard that you need to exercise. So I needed to focus on well, eating. Let's talk about that very quickly. Just take like so the way that you've heard that you're supposed to exercise. Define that yeah. quickly. So I I heard that I was supposed to do a lot of cardio, yes. which is what I had done for my whole life. Um, run on the treadmill for five minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like be sweating so that I felt like I was working hard and, and, and just like literally be miserable the whole time. And I'd All done right. that already. I'd done that for decades and, and I, it hadn't really got me anywhere. Like the whole, the whole thing that really got me was that I would be at a place like if I was doing that every day, like three to five times a week. But then if I missed one week, it would, it was like right. all over. Like I had to start yeah. again almost. Right. So so I changed it up. I started eating healthy foods that were really filling. Um, I started adding flavorful spices to my food, mm-hmm. and I started adding more protein and just eating natural foods with no sh- with with less sugar. Um, 
and I dropped 10 pounds in one month. And then I went on to add strength training into my days. Um, so I went two times a week strength training and then I just ate like unprocessed foods that I made taste good right. and I lost 40 pounds in nine months. And so that's my story is that um, I went to 20 pounds lower than I even ever was in my life. And I all of a sudden started being able to wear bikinis that I wanted to. I was able to run in 5Ks. I could go paddle boarding with my kids. I could do so many things that I never thought I could. I would have been able to do. A couple of things um, that, that, that stuck out to me during your story. The first is, we kind of already talked about it, like the, the exercise that you were told you're supposed to do. And it's something that you hated. Okay, we're, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Then you said something that, that some people might find shocking. You said, I lost 10 pounds in, and I bet a lot of people thought you were going to say a week. Mm. Because there's a lot of these things out here that are like that 12 pounds in 12 days and all these like super I fast. I read it in the uh, supermarket checkout line, the magazine right. right there while I'm waiting to check out. And I should be losing 10 pounds in <laughs> four minutes. Right, yeah. And so you say 10 pounds in a month. People go, well, that's... That's not enough. I need to do. It needs to be fashion. I need to starve myself for ten days and then lose ten pounds in an unsustainable way. And then you lost nine, or would you say forty pounds in what ninety days? In nine months. Nine months. See, like that's like that, like that's a long time. People, be patient with these changes. Like people get so worked up if they haven't lost eight pounds in the first week, and then they're like, "Oh, forget this. I'm going back to eating cake for dinner." Um, and so, and you also mentioned you have two small kids. Like you've got all these things, and so. Uh, you're working uh, and f- kind of fitting all of this in. So the first thing I want to I want to talk about is this whole idea that uh, the people like think they're going to do a uh, a movement pattern that they hate. Um, so so let's talk about that. And you mentioned strength training. Do you enjoy strength training? I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it, and I do it at a pace where I like I didn't start off lifting huge like lifting really heavy weights. I just started by doing more reps of, right. of, of like yeah. uh, the exercises. And as I started doing it more, I started, I was able to lift more and now I can do squats and deadlifts. Yeah. And I yeah. Awesome. See, and that's the thing, like, uh, before you like kind of went through this transition and if somebody had said to you, no, don't, don't run on a treadmill. You don't need to really like do like quote unquote cardio. Um, you're going to eat super flavorful foods, uh, that have lots of spices and good fats and all these things, and it's going to taste amazing. Uh, and you're going to get to do a movement pattern and like do things that you enjoy doing. And you're going to like you're going to your body's going to get healthy. And when it does that, it's going to shed pounds that it doesn't need. You would have gone no. That you have to be miserable to be healthy. That's like uh, exactly. Oh my gosh, yes. Right. That's exactly what I used to believe, and that's what so many people believe that you have to feel deprived and cranky and angry as you're losing weight. Right. And it's you don't, and you have to j- just go on the treadmill and just be like sweating. Otherwise, you're not doing anything. Right. Yeah. It's like a lot of people think. Uh, well, I'm not uh, feeling all of these depressed feelings where I'm where I'm. Uh, angry all the time i'm hungry all the time i don't have any energy you know what that's called that's called starvation and and people if you look up like symptoms of starvation that's like oh yeah no no, no. that's what that's what, how you lose weight those are all the symptoms of when, when i go on a diet it's like no people that's not sustainable like anybody can starve themselves uh for you know a, a, a month i've done two 15 day juice fasts and it was the worst two 15-day periods, uh, 30 days, uh, 15 times two, uh, of my adult life, of all my whole life. Um, and so <laughs> so don't ever do that. Um, 
But See, it, what I appreciate the most about your story is that you talk about how uh, you know you had these two young kids, and you're like, man, I'm not going to be able to uh, you know go out and, and enjoy and be active with them. And that was kind of like for for me personally, like my uh, impetus or whatever you want to call it for trying to get more healthy is because I don't want to be the kind of dad who comes home from work and is just exhausted because I feel like crap and I am not healthy and I just collapse into a recliner and I sit there all night. Like I, I want to go and play, you know, play catch. I want to go to the pool. I want to go ride bikes. I want to do fun stuff. And so that's, you know, it, it, that's what I appreciate the most about what you said is, you know, part of it you said was, you know, you want to fit in your clothes. You want to feel better. You want to look better, but there's a whole other aspect to just how you look. It's how you feel every day as a human. Yes. Oh my gosh. Exactly. And then at some point you just feel uncomfortable in your own skin and you just like reach a limit. But the, the problem is that a lot of times when we reach that limit, we feel like we have to get, we have to just feel so overwhelmed to lose it, or we have to feel like we're deprived the whole time. And it, it yeah. like sometimes we can get started and that's why those seven pounds and seven days kinds of things seems to attract a lot of people because when you right. reach your limit you want something fast but when I reached my limit I realized I didn't want to I didn't want to lose weight once and then keep losing it over and over and be on a yo-yo weight loss cycle for the right. rest of my life like I had already yeah. been it's I, I couldn't do that anymore if I wanted to lose weight I wanted to lose it once and keep it off by doing sustainable things yes and and changing the way that I lived, like actually changing my lifestyle. Right. So and that yeah, and I want to I want to kind of transition into that aspect of it. And so answer this question: Do you feel like the changes that you made that kind of led to this? Okay, I finally found this sort of sustainable pattern. Those changes that you made have they become habits now? Is that what you're doing like all the time now? Yes, I mean I do it so effortlessly. I don't even think about it. It's like brushing my teeth in the morning. It's just oh. my life. <laughs> That's so great because like uh, years ago when I decided to, you know, to get healthy and lose weight, I did it, you know, the same way you were talking about. I counted and I'm not kidding you. I counted every single solitary calorie that went into my mouth uh, at every time ever. Nothing was skimped. And I had like a little list. This is before my fitness pal existed. And I had a list of foods that I like commonly ate. Pad. And I would mix and match. Yeah. And I would get to 1,500 a day. And if, if I got to 1,600, I would be beating myself up over it. And I lost a ton of weight. I lost like 40 pounds. But it became my like daily obsession. Like, oh, God, what uh, what if I didn't weigh that properly? And it was, uh, you know, 6.4 ounces and not 6 ounces <laughs> even. And like it just, it, it, it just destroyed my brain. And it's not... What, it, it's completely missing the spirit of trying to get healthy. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, I know, I know it because if it's, if it's dreadful to lose it, it's hard to keep it up. And a lot of times that's what causes us to not want to even get started. Cause we think that it's going to be such a difficult journey. And the other thing is like, we feel like we can't live like when we're out there, like we can't go eat out, we can't hang out yeah. with people. Um, but that's why I, I, so when I, when I did it and now that I look back, I realize what I did is a series of small changes of really tiny changes. And over time they built up into a, a, a healthier lifestyle. Like for example, one of the things that I used to do was eat really late at night. And so I would have late night cravings and I would always have ice cream in the freezer or I would find something that was in the house. Even if I didn't have anything, I would like go through my kids food because I was so I had no willpower at all at night, even though I tried. And so what I realized over time is that I just needed to actually go to sleep. 
because when I went to sleep, <laughs> I, I, I got away from my, from my cravings. And then the, uh, when I had a good night of sleep, then the next day I would also have more control of my right. cravings. I wouldn't have as many sugar cravings because I had the right amount of sleep. It's very related. And so this small change made a huge impact in my life because all day I would have more control. Yep. I wouldn't eat like 500 more calories at night because I was just out of control and all of a sudden the weight started dropping. That was just one tiny right. thing that I did. Yeah. So the sleep thing is such a, a big, like the four pillars of the simple human lifestyle, eat, sleep, move and enjoy life or manage stress like humans are designed. And the whole, this whole like, like midnight cravings thing or like, Oh, I got the second wind. <clears throat> that is not a natural oh. thing, right? So we have this artificial context that we've created around us with the artificial lights. I was explaining to this to somebody over the weekend, the, the brightest light that we're designed to be exposed to at night, like the brightest full moon, like doesn't even reach like one lux, okay? So like the brightest outside, like the middle of the day, no clouds, sun's at the top of the sky, it's like 100 to 130,000 lux, okay? And night is not supposed to get even to one, right? So that's a huge variation there of the brightness we're supposed to be uh, exposed to. And like a family living room is like 50 lux or your, your, your screen, if you don't have the night, you know, mode or whatever it is that Apple has now. Like if you look at your computer screen, TV screen, you're being exposed to all this. Your brain is trying to get you to go to sleep. You kind of get tired. You get a second wind because your brain is confused because your brain is like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I was thinking based on some other cues that I'd gotten that it was time to go to sleep. But I'm seeing now that that's, that's not right, I think. So maybe I'm going to like flood the flood the bloodstream with a lot of wake up hormones and then you're going to wake up. And then when you're awake, now it's like, well, I'm awake. And then you get hungry because you're awake. Uh, and, but if you, if you just like cut out all the external uh, context that it's unnatural and just go to sleep when your body wants you to go to sleep, it's like you just said, like, you're not awake at midnight to get hungry. Yeah. It's not like you're going to go to sleep and then like your body's going to like wake you up at midnight. Like, I've got to eat right now. Like, you're supposed to be fasted when you're asleep. And like you said, willpower is such... An important thing, and if you and if you don't get any sleep, we've all been there where you've gotten like two hours of sleep, you've been up with a sick kid all night or something, and you're just like, "What's for breakfast?" Oh, there's some birthday cake from six months ago, and you just <laughs> and you just cram it in your mouth. So the sleep thing. Why do you is have super birthday important. cake from six months ago at your house, Mark? Uh, you know, it just sits there, uh, and we were. It's like the uh, episode from Seinfeld where Elaine <laughs> eats like the 200 year old uh, wedding cake from the royal wedding. Uh, <laughs> or uh, or this, what else was I going to say about? Um, sitting out dang it oh i was gonna say my house is kind of like an episode of hoarders if you've ever seen one of those that's what that's how i live and so there's just cake uh, out there just piles of cake everywhere. yeah yeah well, okay so you you talk about many habits you haven't happened to have read the uh the power of habit by charles duhigg have you yes absolutely okay and i actually follow his his method yeah it's definitely worked where yes and that 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 book is is amazing it completely changed so many things for me about how people's habits say more about themselves than than you would even know right um there's just so many things that like for example like big marketing big companies like target they have been able to find um what the patterns are of their customers and they know exactly what ads yes. to send you yeah. before you even know it and so um, Charles Dew, he, he actually talks about the um, the creating a new habit. And so this is really key um, in in healthy in a healthy lifestyle. Um, there's a few different things to do, but it's really a three-step process where you look at the trigger of what's causing you to do something. Or so, the cue, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cue, yes. 
the cue. And so you say like, what is causing me to do this thing? And so it could be, for example, in the afternoon, a lot of times um, many people get a craving for chocolate or cookies that go along with their coffee. Because a lot of times there's that after lunch kind of um, lull. And so you need a pick me up. And so a lot of times it correlates with like something sweet. So the, the cue is really that afternoon. And then, um, so it's looking at, you know, what is causing this and then you just know. So when you're aware of what the cue is, you'll know that this is going to happen in the afternoon and this is what I'm doing. And so what you do in place is you set up a new routine. So you know that you're, you are craving a cookie um, or you're craving something like that. And so instead of that, you put something else in its place. So maybe it could mean that you have something healthier already prepared so that you don't have to walk and get that cookie. Right. Or maybe it means that you had actually had a lunch that wasn't filling and that's why it was giving you that or whatever it may be. So you set up a different um, activity or routine in its place. And then finally you give yourself a reward for this. Right. And, and so the reward is really important because you actually set send it like sends different signals in your brain. Like you get um, different signals like dopamine right. and serotonin when you give yourself a reward. And it's kind of funny. The reward doesn't even have to relate to the activity or the new right. routine. It can be like having a little piece of dark chocolate or it could mean like calling someone. But you give something that stimulates stimulates you in a positive way so that you can – so your body starts naturally and unconsciously – correlating that that new routine with a positive um, reaction. So, right, right. Yeah, so like another example that I like to use is like the cue is uh, you walk by your coworker's desk uh, to go to the bathroom. The routine is that that coworker always has M&Ms like in a bowl for everybody. So you, mm -hmm. the routine is you walk by and you grab, you grab the M&Ms, you eat some. The reward is the dopamine from the chocolate. Okay, well, it's like the like. I need to go to the bathroom, right? So maybe the cue is I, I get up to go to the bathroom. The routine now is maybe walk, like walk around, like to a, through a different hallway or something. But then like make your reward, like, you know, um, something you get back to your desk and you, uh, you know, you, you check, you put a little check mark by I, I walked to the bathroom and didn't get M&Ms and, and have a little streak going. And then you've got like 10 and you get, so like it could be something as simple as that where you're getting a little, Ooh, I, I, I won my, I won something like I did something positive. And I think that's another reason why the mini habits are so good because we beat ourselves up so much anyway. Like we're so like self deprecating in, in a lot of ways internally that if you're, if your habit, if that's your habit, it's just like, I'm going to floss. It's pretty easy to do that. And Duhigg talks about like the, the push-up like deal. He, his goal was one push-up, which seems ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It seems like, okay, that's the dumbest goal to set because like if you do one push-up a day, like nothing's going to change. But his point is if you get down on the ground and do a push-up, what are you probably going to do? You're probably mm -hmm. going to do more push-ups. Then you're oh. then then you got the the blood flowing and you're kind of warmed up and you might do some squats and then before you know it you've worked out for 30 minutes. But and, and the, the other great thing about it is if you're traveling and you crawl into your hotel bed and it's midnight and you're like, "Oh no, I didn't do my push-up." Or uh, if you if your goal is to run 3 miles, that you, you you're not going to do that. But if your goal is like, "I'm going to do a push, I can roll out of bed real quick, do one push-up and then I st I've kept my streak going." Right, and that's a positive reward for your brain, which will reinforce that neural pathway that is developing, which will eventually get pushed down into your basal ganglia, and then you don't have to think about it anymore. <clears throat> <laughs> 
How about that? Oh, exactly. Yes. I mean, that that is so key. It's just like creating these tiny habits. The thing is, like what we were talking about before, if you go and do something really fast, like you want to lose seven pounds in seven days, I mean, the behaviors that come with it, they're very temporary. But these ones, you can do multiple tiny habits at once. Well, at once, but if you really focus on one at a time, then you're it's like you're attacking the low-hanging fruit. Like the, the thing that's actually blocking you from losing weight, if you just think about that one thing and deal with it, the other things are going to come off so much faster. Right. Um, so it's it, and it doesn't even have to be a slow weight loss. Like for me, I mean, forty pounds in nine months, it was pretty fast when I when I went through it. It was less than a year, and I looked like a completely different person. And it, it all happened. Um, so once you do one, it actually sets off a chain reaction to other things because you're like, I feel so good. Like I just I didn't eat anything bad last night. I had a healthy snack in the afternoon, and then you start easily adding more really good foods to your day and uh, and just wanting to feel good. So it actually, it's like it jump starts a cascade right. of so many changes happening once you get started on a couple tiny changes. Yeah. And let's, let's talk Mark, quickly. I, I, oh, I like ahead, what Rick. you were saying about like cues and routines, like the, the bathroom thing, like uh, you, you know, if, if your routine is going past the, the, the guy's desk with the candy, like, or you could do like what Mark suggested uh and change the route or what he did in his real life which is start wearing adult diapers and you never have right. to leave your desk ever you just <laughs> go right there that's right i mean it's a little the cleanup at the end of the day is uh not not a great reward um so maybe i need to I've been waiting that. like a good solid five minutes by the way to shoehorn that joke in so <laughs> i appreciate i appreciate your courtesy laugh <laughs> Well, hey, we, I can't believe we're, we're uh, coming up on time in a few minutes, but let's talk about spices and flavorful food. What are some of your tips on, on making your food flavorful and with the spices, not just about the flavor, but some of these spices and herbs and things like I know basil, I, I, basil, basil, I, I grow it. There's a ton of that growing in my garden and it's, uh, I know it's very potent. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, so talk about some of the, the benefits of spices and herbs and all that. Yeah, definitely. And spices are really um, another thing I did to make losing weight fun. And it was just a little tiny change that instead of eating food that I didn't enjoy, I wanted to, I just wanted to make it exciting. And so by adding spices, it makes, it brings out such flavor in foods that sometimes a lot of us don't want to eat all the time, like <clears throat> vegetables. Right. Um, if you sprinkle some spices on there, it really brings a flavor out. But I learned later that after doing a lot of research that there's a ton of health benefits. Um, and so one of my favorite um, spices, and when I say health benefits, I mean health benefits, weight loss benefits, um, mental benefits, like right. it improves your memory. Um, so many amazing benefits. Yeah, so, th things that are good for you, like, and, and without like a very specific, this is a memory thing, this is a weight loss thing, things that are just healthy for you generally are good for your memory and they cause weight loss if you have weight to, you know like there's these things that happen don't worry about targeting a specific thing just do everything make health overall health yeah your number one goal and all that other stuff is going to take care of itself okay sorry go yeah absolutely <laughs> so um so one of my favorite spices and i love this spice because it's not a spice that people usually think about um and it's cinnamon mm. and people usually think spices are spicy but cinnamon is actually sweet and yes. so um, cinnamon, the, the benefits of it is that it helps lower your blood sugar. Yep. And, um, and it also gives you that taste of sweetness without sugar. Right. And so the way that it, it lowers your blood sugar, it's like when you're eating sugar, 
um, sugar spikes your insulin. And then as a result, you store more fat unless you burn that off right away. Right. So, um, so cinnamon, it doesn't do that. It helps bring, it helps maintain a lower blood sugar, uh, your levels of lower blood sugar. So it's really powerful. And one of the ways that I used it um, is in my coffee in the morning. So instead of using, and I used to be a sugar, sugar addict, and then I used to use Splenda because I thought it was healthier, but I, it's actually not really good overall because you're still addicted to sugar with right. all the with all that sweetness. And so I started using cinnamon in my coffee, yes. and that was one of the main one of the key behaviors that helped me kind of like set that chain reaction off right um, and see in the cue the cue routine reward there the cue is coffee that's your the routine used to be i'm going to put or whatever you're you know if you put sugar or that creamer stuff in it's got a lot of sugar in it the reward is oh i love this coffee well it changed your routine cues the same rewards the same oh i love this the taste of this coffee but you're using cinnamon instead of the sugary stuff and boom next thing you know 20 years go by and you've been somebody that puts cinnamon in your coffee forever. I don't know. I just, exactly. this is just, this is just what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that is exactly what happened. So that's one of my favorite spices. And the other spice I love to share is, um, is the spice. It's a, a golden spice and I call it the wonder spice because it has so many amazing benefits and it's turmeric. Yep. And, um, mm-hmm. turmeric is a mild spice. It does not have uh, like a sharp flavor, but it's a, when people look at it, it seems overwhelming because it's a bright yellow color, mm-hmm. but it's really very mild. It has an earthy taste. Um, and I like to use it. I'll sprinkle it. Well, let me tell you the benefits. It's anti-inflammatory. Yep. So, um, this is really important because sometimes we're not just inflamed, like from people like if you have arthritis, it's you, we actually feel inflamed and we get inflamed from some of the foods that we're eating or some of our environment. And a lot of times our stomach is slightly inflamed and our face can be puffy and it's because it's inflamed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really important to always just keep your inflammation down and and turmeric is one of those key spices that helps improve your memory as well, which yep. is amazing. And I, and I thought, I think, aren't there like cancer-fighting properties? I guess the anti-inflammatory stuff, and there's other yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, I used to put it. Yeah, I, anti- yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't anymore. But I used to sprinkle it like in my on my eggs, like when I would like oh, scramble yes, eggs. Awesome. Yeah. So turmeric. I and I used to say like before I'd heard anyone say it, and you know how like you see see a word like uh, um, sedative. Right. Yeah. That's how you see now. Like I always thought it was sedative because I'd never heard anyone say it. <laughs> and now it's to this day. I'm still like, wait a second. Which one is it? Which one did I mess up first? It's like sedative. <laughs> and then I think of young Frankenstein. Give, <laughs> give him a sedative. <laughs> anyway, so that was one of those. I thought it was turmeric for a long time. It's turmeric. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love that you put it on your eggs. One other, um, one other place I really like to like to use it in is my protein shakes after a workout because yeah. it is anti-inflammatory. So I add it in with my protein, with all my other stuff that I put in there, and I, I add three fourths teaspoon of turmeric because it's anti-inflammatory. It helps your muscles relax after right. a workout. So yeah. That's another good use for it, um, but it's it's a great one to also sprinkle on vegetables because it it makes it brighter and it it brings the taste out. And so, if you add a little bit of cinnamon in your day and have a little bit of turmeric, you're going to feel better overall, and you're already like you're just boosting weight loss all around. Right, right. Well, awesome. Okay, well let's uh, let's do this. Um, well, hold on. Um, what? Well. 
Never mind. I'm just going to read the website here. It's just, uh, talk about, uh, is it, I'm going to mess this up, masalabody.com? Yes, masalabody. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you go to masalabody.com slash simplyhuman, um, you're going to share a, like a sweet spot cheat sheet um, with all stuff that you probably have in your cabinet helping lower blood sugar, carb sugar cravings, and it's got all sorts of fun stuff. If you go to masalabody.com slash simplyhuman, which will be in the show notes. Is there anywhere else? Um, we can send people or is that kind of the main place to go? Yeah, that's the main place to go. Um, I'm going to send over my sweet spice cheat sheet just for Simply Human listeners. Um, and I'm going it, to, it has three health benefits of using the spice, five ways to use it in your day, and an easy recipe using the spice. Um, and once you get that, I'll also send you uh, my, my newsletter. And my first thing I'm going to send you is my seven spicy recipes to spice off seven pounds. It's an e recipe book that has some of my best recipes in it and then you'll just start we'll just we'll just stay in contact like that yes very cool um we say this to pretty much every single guest when we're wrapping up and i feel like it's the comfortable thing to say but we are legitimately serious uh (laughs) we're going to have you back on because i think you have more interesting things to say and i would like to hear them that's awesome well this has been such a fun conversation i'm still impressed how you guessed my month that is pretty yep, amazing i got it <laughs> uh, and it was the first job, one Mark. i'm very proud thank of you me. very much um i need to learn what the other signs are like i just know mine right now uh <laughs> if someone's like me uh then they're a cancer obviously um and then last question what, what? go ahead i was gonna do I the was, last I question just going... go ahead. what me what rick no, i was what? telling what? you to go ahead rick Go ahead, Paul. And okay, um, okay. So, what is one thing that you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable? So, something that I enjoy about life is that it's just there's always possibility and change, and I just love that. I feel like we can rewrite our stories all the time, yeah. and um, and it really takes mental focus and belief in yourself. But you can rewrite your story, and um, and things change. And so I just, I just love how that, how that, that's what life is. Right. That reminds me, I'm, I'm kind of into this new comedian. Uh, you from, being from New York, you probably have heard of John Mulaney. Oh no, not, no, but no. I'm going to look that. Oh my gosh. Up. He's got, he's got three specials really on Netflix. Funny. He, you, you know who that is, Rick. So he used to be a writer on yeah. SNL and he was talking about somebody asked him and his wife if they're having kids and he's, he's like, no. And, and they're like, you're never having kids ever. And he's like, listen, lady, he's like the day before I graduated from college, like, and he names like some crazy drug that he tried. And he's like, today I'm scared to get a flu shot. People change. Like, so I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure it's way funnier when John yeah I know and like one of my biggest (laughs) listen one of my biggest pet peeves is when people like try to like do stand up bits like re like it's never good and I do it all the time and every time I get done with it I'm like idiot (laughs) why are I stupid idiots you're completely humiliated (laughs) yeah yeah right (laughs) awesome All right, well again thank you so much for being on and this has been awesome and we will I'll email you whenever the show goes up and uh, it'll probably be sometime next week um, but have a, you said July 15th? Yep. That yes. Is, that is my uh, nephew's birthday as well. How about that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Well, and happy birthday to you, too. When is that coming up? Uh, well, it's kind of funny that you're asking this with Rick on the call. Because <laughs> like, Rick was just literally texting me before the, the call, and I, and I I wrote him, and I said, I'm trying to have my birthday dinner. What are you doing? And he was like, today's your birthday? And I was like, 
no, and when is it? And then I, I said July 28th, and he said, I thought it was in June. And I said, well, you guessed wrong. It's tomorrow. <laughs> and now and now Rick knows that it's tomorrow. I was trying to – I was going to try to get – I already knew it was tomorrow, Mark. I'm not an idiot. Did you really? <laughs> it's the only reason I have Facebook. Well, I don't – I, I no take it – I have it. I don't have it on my Facebook because it's cheating. Oh, I, don't, I guess it won't pop up in my no, Facebook. No, I don't like well, the know, 500 HBDs on my Facebook – on my birthday that's cheating if you don't know my birthday not on facebook then you're not my friend <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right again thank you so much have a great night we'll talk to you soon thank you you too right, bye -bye. Bye -bye. okay that was amazing we are running out of time uh next oh let's see we don't have a show next week because it is my uh we're recording on my daughter's it, we would be recording on my daughter's birthday and i'm not gonna do that uh we're gonna be out of town anyway happy fourth of july everybody uh, we've got lots of guests coming up. I just uh, we just booked somebody else for the like the middle of September, so we're booked out till September. So it's going to be great. Um, so I believe, Rick, that that is going to do it. This edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, I don't want to be cancer. So until next time, enjoy yourself.